Good morning, America. This is Wayne Ahart speaking for the Old Glory Network Podcast. Thank you for tuning in for another message of common sense values designed to make Old Glory great again. Now, I'd like to begin today's message, which, by the way, is going to be uh, two subjects. Uh, It's podcast number 106, and uh, the title It's pretzel baking time at the Supreme Court kitchen, followed by the second subject titled, Like Snowflakes, There Are No Two Bibles Alike, When Interpreted. Okay, item number one, it's pretzel baking time at the Supreme Court kitchen. The United States Supreme Court turns itself into a pretzel to maintain Obama's Affordable Health Care Act. For the third time, the court has refused to rule on the constitutionality of the act and instead chose to turn itself inside out to find an excuse not to rule on the act. President Donald Trump had set the individual mandate to zero, making the mandate unsustainable under the taxing power and making the entire act unconstitutional. Now, Justices Alito and Gorsuch, they described it as clearly unconstitutional. But the nine-person court ruled seven to two that the plaintiffs, which were 18 states, Republican-led states, lacked the standing to challenge the law, thereby giving them a chance to avoid ruling on the constitutionality, sort of like a snake slithering unseen in the grass. That's my opinion. Now, Justice Alito said the court has pulled off an improbable rescue. Once again, the court has found a way to protect the Affordable Care Act. Misnamed, by the way, in my opinion, the Affordable Care Act should have been named the Unaffordable Care Act. Now, Justice Alito said, instead of defending the constitutionality of the individual mandate, that the court simply ducks the issue and holds that the plaintiffs are not entitled to sue. It's pretzel baking time at the federal courthouse kitchen, folks. Now, watching this court operate, including its refusal to fully examine the the complaints alleging election fraud in the 2020 election, it's sort of like watching Putin and Biden in a two-man poker game. Now, Biden, he calls Putin's bluff and says, what you got, big boy? Whereupon Putin turns over his cards and He only has a pair of deuces. 
Now Biden slams the table with his fist and says, dang it, I only have a pair of ones. You win again. And then Biden turns to his vice president and says, can you believe this guy's look? Whereupon Kamala kind of smiles and says, I can't tell you how many times I have been high-carded by Willie Brown. He owes me big time. Now for the item number two. Like snowflakes, there are no two Bibles alike. When interpreted. You know, Bibles are like snowflakes or bubbles in your bathtub. There are no two, just alike. When interpreted by two or more people, much similar to the United States Constitution. The Constitution is a written document similar to an epistle that can be read as originalists do as the plain language used by the writers. Now, no one reads the Bible that way. The, the more liberal political leaders and some judges want to grant themselves wide latitude in interpreting the Constitution as a living Constitution, as they call it, a living Constitution, meaning that they can change the original meaning to adjust to modern times. In other words, they can make it mean whatever they want it to mean. Now, if that were upheld, it would mean there really is no Constitution. The Bible is interpreted by everyone that reads it, and everyone interprets certain passages and patterns of thought differently. And no one can prove who is right or who is wrong. But you know, no one considers the Bible a living Bible meaning that they can change it to modernize it. The Bible is a book of faith. If you have complete faith that your interpretation is correct, then how could someone ever convince you otherwise? Now, there are lots of stories in the Bible that your common sense makes it difficult to understand uh, or believe. But there is much in the Bible that, it, that in order to be a Christian, you know in your heart that it is true. For example, how could you be a Christian if you did not believe Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross, confirmed dead, and was buried in the tomb, and as he said he would, was resurrected from the dead in three days? Now, the cry across the land was, He is risen. Now, no true Christian doubts this. Few, if any, doubts the Ten Commandments. Now, most of the Ten Commandments can be accepted in the uh, plain, original language, language without further comment. But there are two that, in, in my mind, requires further Explanation, my interpretation of number six, thou shalt not kill. My own belief is that there are certain exemptions that would not apply as killing as 
meant in the Ten Commandments. I believe that when you are defending yourself, your family, your friends, your fellow man, your country, or your property from someone attempting to kill or harm any of those, you have the right and the obligation to kill them if you can to save yourself or others that I just listed. Now that goes without saying that a soldier or a policeman representing their country would not be held in the eyes of God as violating that commandment. Thou shalt not kill simply means that one must not kill another out of anger, jealousy, profit, or pleasure. Now, I believe that aborting a baby for any reason other than to save the life of the mother, which happens in very rare circumstances, any other abortion would be guilty of commandment number six. And I believe that the mother who granted permission and the attendants performing it would be equally guilty. Now, commandment number seven, thou shalt not commit adultery. Well, there are so many ways that sexual intercourse can be consummated that there's a lot of confusion about what constitutes adultery. I have simplified it in my mind. The only way adultery can be committed is for one married person to have sexual intercourse with the opposite sex that is not his or her spouse. As an example, if a married woman has intercourse with a, with a man that is not her husband, both have committed adultery. If that man is a young teenager who has never been married or is perhaps married, a man who is divorced or a man who is widowed, no matter the circumstances, as long as one is married to someone else, adultery has occurred. Now, I have heard it said that if you lived in compliance with the Ten Commandments, and have been saved by and accepting the Lord as your Savior, you wouldn't have to know anything else about the Bible. That the entire core of the Bible will be satisfied, and the life that you live will be fulfilling and rewarding, that you would shout from the mountaintops that your encouragement to follow the Ten Commandments and enjoy a life so rewarding beyond description. Now, if you get all caught up thinking that to lead a good Christian life, you must know and understand every word and sentence of the entire Bible, you know, there's 783,137 words in the King James Version. Well, you could become discouraged and just say, forget it, I can't do that. But don't despair. I doubt if there is a single person in the world that could pass that test. So don't despair. I believe if you live up to the Ten Commandments, 
Just 73 words, by the way. God and Jesus Christ will be anxious to welcome you to heaven and a heavenly life for eternity. You know, humans tend to think that living a Christian life is impossible or too hard. It's not near as difficult as we make it out to be. If you really analyze the Ten Commandments, you will realize that anyone can honor those commandments by just being lawful with a kind and a respectful heart. Now, most of us would not not break any of those commandments if we just followed the advice of our wonderful mothers. You know, most mothers had a set of values that they constantly taught us that mirrored the Ten Commandments. I know mine did. And she expected her nine kids to honor her advice, by the way. Now, I have trained thousands of salesmen and women and sales managers. And I used to teach them the value of living a clean, honorable life that would make most people want to do business with them or to work for them. I I never found a better training method than to imagine that their mother was perched on their shoulder watching everything they did. Just don't do anything that would disappoint her or your father, and you will always do well in life. Oh, by the way, in case you haven't thought about it, Jesus Christ is always perched on our shoulders. Remember that. Now, before we sign off today, we want to remind you that if you are a conservative, then you will want to listen to the Old Glory Network podcast. But if you are not a conservative, then you really need to listen. Call your friends and your relatives and your and your neighbors and encourage them to listen. If you love America the way I do, then help us keep it. Now, you can order my son, Kevin Dale Ahart's music on, on iTunes or Apple Music or Spotify and Amazon. And by the way, Kevin has just released a brand new single called Sweet Ruby. Boy, it is a great song about his beautiful little new daughter. It's only 99 cents, by the way. It's just awesome. And if you wish to order his CD, which is called Cowboy's Revenge, Email me, Wayne Ahart, at waahart at gmail.com. Now, the CD has 11 great songs on it, all written by him, all, all original stuff, with free shipping, by the way. It's only $15. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's no cost to you to subscribe. And leave a five-star Review, Man, I, I sure would appreciate that. And visit our website at oldglorynetwork.com. And happy trails, ladies and gentlemen, till we meet again next week.